Yeah, this this is this is. Nedbank is proud to bring you inspiring stories from a new breed of young professionals. Your circumstances are not permanent. Um, don't let your circumstances force you into things that you're not passionate about and things that you don't like. Take the risk. If you want to do something, go out there. Honestly, the sky is truly not the limit. I mean, we hear that often, but we are really living in the most fertile time where you can literally pursue anything that you want. So I see money as an enabler, and I've always seen money as an enabler, uh, and that's why I was always big in savings since I was very, very young. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Young Professionals, brought to you by NetBank. I am Vumim Sweli, your host, and I'm so excited to have this very, very accomplished young lady with me. Her name is Tlita Kali. She's the chairperson of Marketing Energy Storage Association. She is a human and finance ambassador, a Fulbright scholar, and Mail and Guardian Top 200 Most Influential Young South Africans. Hello Tlita and welcome. Hi Vumi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you, but we're going to try to get to know you a little bit better. So I'm going to do a rapid fire round of questions. So feel free to answer honestly. Bush or beach? Uh, Go for beach. Apple or Android? Apple. Seven colors on a Sunday or a braai? I prefer both, but I'd go for a braai. Oh, you like your meats. Yeah, Mm. I love my meat. (laughs) Movies or Netflix? Movies. Wine or beer? Uh, neither. Ooh, what would you drink? Mm, I'm more of a grape tizer kind of person. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Instagram or Twitter? Uh, Twitter. Dinner, dead or alive? Who is coming and what are you serving? Ooh, um, so dinner, dead or alive? Interesting. Alive, I would choose Beyonce. Um, <laughs> definitely have Beyonce. So you're part Beyonce. of the beehive. I am in the beehive. I am like right there. So, yeah. <laughs> And yeah. What would you serve? So what I would serve, I would serve her um, a distinctly African cuisine uh, because I think I would want to give Beyonce exposure to, you know, what we eat here in South Africa and the best of that. So yeah. Happy days. So Tleta, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know your background is in engineering. You find yourself in the energy space, Mm -hmm. in the finance space. But who's Tleta? Where do you come from? What's the story? Okay, cool. So Tleta is a... Humble yet very, very ambitious young lady who grew up in the east of Johannesburg. So I uh, grew up to a mom and dad. Mom was a teacher. Dad was a salesman. Um, and a uh, very humble background that I grew up with, with uh, only one sister, one sibling. So I grew up in a very close-knit family that allowed me the space very much to explore my voice, uh, to explore my my beliefs, and to explore anything anything that I actually wanted to do with my family. I would just run off and do it and come back and be like, like, yo, it's done. And I, I appreciate the fact that my parents respected and uh, allowed me at a very young age to, to, to you know, like stretch myself and have my own voice. And, reas- and, they, and they reasoned with my sister and I like we were adults when we were very young. So that gave, gave us the freedom to explore different things and to not be boxed. So, yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. So you're clearly passionate about energy. Where does this passion come from? What made you decide to get into the engineering space? Yeah, so I guess um, I, I was, you know, I, I was very confused in high school on what I wanted to do because I was good at a lot of things, right? And I had to make a decision based on the informa- the best information that was available to me at the time um, and based on the, the, the space where I believed I could make the most impact. And energy came about uh, because I was studying chemical engineering at WITS and 
um, Mr. Morris Morris Khadebe, uh, he's you know he's a executive at Cecil, and he used to love hosting these um, oil and gas talks in in collaboration with Vits. So I would attend those as a student, and I saw the future of energy in Africa uh, and in South Africa, and I saw how instrumental energy can be in creating industries that uh, you can have fourth industrial uh, revolution, but if you do not have energy to power the digital economy, you you don't have it, right? It, it, it can't happen. So I was very passionate about it, especially learning about how energy poor Africa is. I mean, South Africa were a lot better off than our uh, African uh, brothers and sisters, but learning about how Africa, uh, energy poor Africa is, I was like, I actually want to be part of this wave of pioneers that are actually uh, advocating through different spheres, whether it be business, regulatory, um, or all consulting in making sure that there is progress in this field and in making sure that we can, you know, set the infrastructure so that we can power the next wave of the fourth industrial revolution. So, yeah. All about powering the future. All about powering the future. With that being said, you, you've you got this passion for energy, but yet you play in the finance space I as know, well. I know, I know, I know. You so, are a true <laughs> millennial. I am. Of the gig economy. I absolutely am. So I've navigated into that because it, it actually happened when I was uh, in my first job where I was always really good with money, like really, really good with money. So in my first job, I was around 22 at the time and I was like buying my first property and all my peers were like, uh, wait, what? <laughs> like we are still scrambling, you know, to find a place to to rent and here you are buying a property and they said you know like they used to come to me uh, a lot to ask about financial decisions they were making like buying a car etc and so I was like okay let me package this content into a blog and so I started uh, blogging under a pseudonym Cecilia Wrights um, and then I, I won a... Why the name Cecilia Wrights? I don't know it just <laughs> it was so random it was like I was like I can have a, a pseudonym and I was like Cecilia Wrights it works let me go for it right um, and so I had a pseudonym and then I, I pitched my blog at the hookup dinner and I won the pitch and then winning the pitch meant having an interview on YFM and YFM really liked uh, what it was about and so they had me as a resident uh, financial person for the show with Melo. Mm-hmm. I think Melo in the morning 6am and so then when I moved abroad it wasn't sustainable for me to keep that uh, relationship with YFM anymore so I you know decided to you know get involved in the in the financial literacy space within the US and that's how the money fam came about and I realized that across the globe millennials are going through the same thing with finance and that's how mm-hmm. I actually got the humans in finance human humans in finance uh, ambassador ambassadorship, ambassadorship. It, they're actually based in London but you know I was you know creating my content for a global audience and they reached out to me through social media through seeing the content that I was producing and were like look we like what you're doing do you want to be an ambassador for our platform and I was like sure I'll I'll, I'll do it um, and so that's that's how the two came about but the link between both of them is economic development I am very passionate about economic development very passionate about people looking at the the the, the, the marketplace as a skills economy not as a job economy mm. because I don't see as I'm an engineer, I'm a management consultant, I'm a blogger, I'm a content creator, I do all of these things. But um, I don't package myself as from what I've studied. I mean, petroleum engineering has nothing to do with financial literacy, right? And in my job as a management consultant, I get to be that... uh, 
that, that person that can package themselves into any sort of, of business and be able to sell a skill, which is problem solving, mm. or sell a skill, which is advisory, or sell a skill, which is uh, uh, creating something uh, of value to a client, capability building. So I see myself as a skills trader. Right. And I'm entering a marketplace and wherever I can be able to to sell a skill for value, that is the areas that I plug myself in. Mm-hmm. And I sell skills also where in, in spaces where giving that skills gives me energy. So, for instance, I love problem solving. Solving problems for people gives me energy. Giving value to people through the content I create gives mm-hmm. me energy. Capability building through the events we host with the Money Fan gives me energy. And these are all skills I have, and I can trade all these skills for value. I love the way you're looking at it because that truly is the future of work. Absolutely. And looking at the gay economy and where the world is going, currently the the the, the it's almost archaic to start thinking that all I need is a job. No. It's exactly. it's really how do we start selling those skills? How do we sell the skills? Because yeah. especially in my in my job, I work in my team, it's me, I'm a petroleum engineering, we have an economist, we have a, a medical doctor. Uh, we have, uh, and then the others are also engineers, but one is like an aerospace engineer and one is a, a what is the other one? Yep, industrial engineer. So we are like completely different fields, right? Mm. But when we come into a team and we're coming to a client, we are selling a skill and we are united in selling that skill. And because of our different various backgrounds, the way we look at the problem is 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 in different ways. Mm. And in, in, in the different ways in which we can see the, the different aspects of the problem, it makes us better united to solve the problem to add value to the client. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. It's really a swarming way of, uh, of, of, pro- of problem solving. Yes. Ada, tell me if you were to have a conversation with your younger self. Mm-hmm. So, Ada, in the East Rand meets Ida right now. Yeah. What conversation would you have and what would you tell her? Oh, cool. So uh, I was actually recently invited to another podcast and I said I'd tell her to calm down. Um, (laughs) But in addition to telling her to calm down, I would tell her how valuable she is. Mm. Because I think so often, um, especially when we're younger and we need to be molded, we are so concerned about the opinions of others regarding our lives, right? Mm. So I think... I would speak life into that Gugita. I'd tell that Gugita that you are amazing. Even if you fail, you are amazing. I would tell her to fail because you are amazing so that you can become even more amazing. Mm. I would tell her that the sky is not the limit. It's only the beginning. I would tell her that there are no limits to what you can do, to the value you can create in the world because of your gender, because of your race, because of your background. The world is your oyster, and I would tell her to trust in the in the essence and in the substance that God has created in you, mm-hmm. and run with that. That is what I'd tell her. Very sage advice. Knowing, you know, we spoke a little bit about problem solving. We spoke a little bit about how you have an eclectic mix of skills yeah. and and how you create platforms to to mm-hmm. one problem solve to sell those skills and trade them. What do you think the biggest challenge is in navigating your your way in a career when you are multi-talented? Yeah, it's 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 the opinions of others, uh, you know, uh, not opinions, but I think as people, we love to box things. We mm. love to box things. It makes sense, right? So if you're starting a business and, you know, people are telling you, okay, this is what it does. And what, okay, it's like, yeah, but what is the business? Is it a, a retailer? Is it a, uh, um, a you know, a sports sh- shop or? Or, or what is it? We want to put things into box into boxes, and it's not a bad thing because if you put things into boxes, it makes it easier to digest. It makes it easier to understand, right? Um, but 
when you are when you have a, a multi uh, when you're a multi potentialite and you have a range of skills that really give you energy and that you can really apply yourself to be really good at the the most difficult part is how to deal with the boxing when you are very out of the box you're expansive you're expansive right so i think that's the most challenging part for me because a lot of people when they look in look at my linkedin profile they're like okay i see finance yeah i see you're part of the student investment fund as treasurer but also i see uh you you you've published a paper in petroleum engineering and you won one awards in uh, your papers won awards in the society of petroleum engineers globally so like how do we package you are you a petroleum engineer in energy are you an engineer are you stem or are you this you know finance uh, a person content creator creative etc right and um it's something that has been really difficult for me to navigate and so i've i've sort of stopped trying to navigate it mm. and you know just accepted that look this is who i am i can do all of these things um and if you like what i do and the content feeds you then let's focus on that yeah <laughs> and let's not focus on what are you who are you where is this going so be allowing yourself to be in the space a multifaceted choose something and let's enjoy it absolutely let's do it want to talk energy let's do it boo want to talk money let's do uh, yeah. it <laughs> and on that note let's talk money let's, let's talk, talk money. money um i don't think it'd be right for our young professionals to have a finance guru in the house and uh -huh. not talk a little bit about how do you see money you yeah. know this is obviously uh, this this entire conversation is brought to us by netbank so how do you see money how do you spend money yeah what does money mean to you do you yes. save it do you just buy yeah. a pair of shoes yeah talk to us great so i see money as an enabler and i've always seen money as an enabler uh, and that's why i was always big in saving since i was very very young i remember when we were um in high school i really wanted to see the lion king right and so what i did is i quarter lift with one of my friends so i can actually save my bus money and i mm. saved my bus money until i had enough to go watch lion king and i was like mom i've got enough money i want to go watch lion king and now she had to pay for herself my aunt my sister because i wanted to watch lion <laughs> king she's like sis you realize i have to pay for three people now because you've saved uh but it's in, in essence i've always been a big dreamer always been very ambitious and I've always seen that in order to achieve great things you need money as an enabler mm -hmm. you know if you're very passionate about a certain project money is the fuel you need to accelerate your project from one level to another so ha having said that i save 30% of my salary um and the reason i do so is to uh, be able to uh, empower me so that when i want to move into the next frontier of my career i have the means to do so i'm financially free and i also really believe in putting my money in places that will yield more money so property for me i'm very big on that so even though uh, the property market isn't very um is, isn't booming right now people will always need a place to live mm. right and it can always create a uh, uh, cash flow for you and enable you to be able to get access to credit uh, that can enable you to you know power your business etc right so i see money as an enabler and i think more people need to have that mindset for, of money as an enabler so if you see money as something worth spending then you will never ever be financially free you'll never ever be financially stable no matter how much you earn right but if you see it as an enabler even if you're earning 10000 rand right you can say 
30% of that, I'm going to put it away. That's 3,000 rand a month, right? Times that by 12, that is 36,000 rand a year. With 36,000 rand, there's a lot of things you could do, mm. right? There's You could buy a, a small, buy shares into a small business that is running where, you know, every month they give you a certain amount uh, to pay you off for that investment in that small business. You could, um, you know, over a couple of years, save enough to have money for deposit, uh, transfer fees and, you know, uh, buy a property. You can invest in a property stock file and earn dividends from that. Mm. There are a lot of things you can do with money that can allow you to grow that, right? And once you've grown that, that's when you can reward yourself. I do believe in rewarding yourself when you have money, right? But I believe you need to be intentional about what that reward looks like, how much you'd have to save monthly to get to that reward, and the discipline that you'd have mm. to, to, to have around that. I love traveling, right? Mm. So uh, traveling is my, is my spiel. I, wouldn't, I love shoes as well, but if a shoe is like worth a thousand rand or more, I'm not going to buy it. I'd rather save that money uh, in a money market account where I know, uh, you know it's a cash investment, it's a little bit more stable, and and I know that at the end of the month, at the end of the year, with that twelve thousand rand, I can go to a, a nice holiday, and I can spoil myself that way. So I can still feel the fruits of my money, but I still understand that it's the money that I saved in January that's enabled me to be in Miami today. Yes. Right. So money is an enabler. I. That's very well said. Very very well said. Yeah. So tell me, we we spoke even in your approach towards money, you're very forward thinking. Absolutely. Where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years? What, what is Ayita going to be doing? Ooh. So in the next five to ten years, um, like my prayer and what I pray towards like every single day is that I want to be, you know, owning my own enterprise that is empowering people. I want to be in the space of doing business in an area that allows people to create economic opportunities for themselves, right? So whether it be in energy through, you know, powering African economies that allow people to create those economic opportunities, or whether it be in money and creating another platform, which I'm working on under the wraps, <laughs> that enables exactly that. So I want to be in spaces that enable people. I want to be in spaces that empower people to create economic opportunities for themselves. With the young professionals listening to us right now and they're inspired and they're like, yo, I want to be like Ayita. Mm -hmm. What words and pearls of wisdom would you want to share with them? Okay, cool. I would say um, understand your worth and never negotiate on it. Um, so I, I know a lot of young professionals, there's a lot of challenges we face um, um, in the different spaces, you know, whether you're in business, whether you're in corporate, there are a lot of challenges we face. And the challenges we face are not so much the work we do. I think we're smart enough and we're capable enough to do the work. It's the emotional, uh, the, 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 the non-tangible challenges that we face that make us believe that we cannot reach our dreams, right? Mm-hmm. So you sort of assimilate to the position you have at work as a junior colleague, etc., and you stop believing that even as a junior colleague, I can speak life into people. I can create something that does amazing things for people. So know your worth, understand your worth, learn the skills you need to learn that can allow you to live up to your worth and never negotiate on it. Know your worth, learn the skills and never negotiate on it. Wise words from Igita. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Vumi. For more info and to hear even more interesting conversations with young professionals, log on to www.youngprofessionals.co.za.